remember, no matter how poorly your team did last night, at least you're not the Houston Texans. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom, running on four hours of sleep, grassy, and today we're going to be breaking down the best and the worst picks from yesterday's first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to a brand new patron over at patreon.com slash Tom Grassi Comedy, and that is Brian Bannon. A big shout out and thank you to you. Now listen, next week we're going to do some draft grades, and as I say, every single year, draft grades, the year of the draft, and the year after the draft mean absolutely nothing. You need at least three to five years to accurately gauge if a draft was successful or not. Am I still going to do it? You're darn tootin' I'm going to do it because it's a lot of fun, but same exact thing here. The way that I said if this was a, the best pick or the worst pick, how I divvied that up is honestly just from my eyes looking at the value of the pick and, of course, the player themselves. And so here is my list for you to get angry at. Starting with the best. There's five teams that I believe fit in this category. Starting off with the first, and that is the Detroit... No. No. The Lions? That's right, the Detroit Lions are on this list as the best picks from the first round because they got Panay Sewell, and he just fell into their laps because obviously the Bengals want Joe Burrow to die, and they just didn't care anymore. This is a phenomenal pick for the Lions in that they have needed a guy in the trenches. I know it's not like a sexy pick, but you, if you're a Lions fan, you got to be real, real, real happy about this. Yes, they need a wide receiver, but there's plenty of wide receivers to go around, Hell, they might decide to go get one in the second tonight. This is going to keep Jared Goff upright, or at least a little bit more than it would have without Sewell. And I think that this is the kind of guy that you build a team around. This is the guy who's going to help in the run game. He's going to help in the pass game. And overall, I just love this pick for the Detroit Lions. Number two, you got the LA Chargers picking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater with the number 13 overall pick. Now, this made a lot of sense considering that the big CBs were already off the board and their number one priority then became, okay, we need to protect Justin Herbert. Herbert, rookie of the year last year, even though arguably could have gone to Justin Jefferson. I like this pick. It's a safe pick. I think Slater falling down to 13 is overall great value and they fill a remarkable position of need. Number three, you got the Minnesota Vikings. Damn it! Going with offensive tackle Christian Darasaw, and here's why. I think Darisaw is a good pick for them. Obviously, it's a position of need, but the value that they got from trading back is phenomenal. They got two third-round picks. Yes, they gave up a fourth, but that is going to give them some much-needed ammunition to rebuild that team. Whether they want to address edge rusher or the secondary, these third-round picks are going to be able to do so. It gives them some great draft capital, and hell, now they could actually move around the board if they wanted to, and they could even trade up thanks to the Jets. Number four to the chagrin of five-point vids, I got the New York Giants going with Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver. And here's why. While I like Kadarius Toney, I think that he's a good wide receiver, and I can understand why Giants fans might be like, wait, really? Like, he's an undersized guy? You know, listen, Randall Cobb 2.0, though. 
Randall Cobb 2.0. Just saying. Slot guy, versatile. I think he's going to fit very well. Pair him with Galladay. I think that's going to be good. But again, it came with the value in that they got a first and a fourth rounder in 2022 for trading back. So how I would phrase this is good player, excellent draft value, and that's why the Giants are on this list. And then finally, you got the Cleveland Browns with corner Greg Newsom II. Now, if you've been watching the channel, you know that I was infatuated with Greg Newsom. I think that he was one of the best CBs on the board. I think one of the most polished ones. The Browns, while they could have gone with some other positions of need, like potentially linebacker or edge rusher, this is great value at 26. The fact that Newsom fell all the way down to the Browns and they didn't have to trade up to get him, I love it. It makes that secondary even more dangerous. And so I'm all about this pick. I think just the draft value alone and the player are just phenomenal. Then we head on over to the worst picks of the night, starting with, you knew it was coming, the Vegas Raiders. And again, I don't think the player is bad, but they went after offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood at 17. And again, I think Leatherwood fulfills a need, you know, is a good overall player. It's just here, I think that the value is just bad. They could have traded back. They could have gotten some more picks, some more capital. But yeah, I mean, this is typical Raiders. They destroy any mock drafts, like all of them, because they will just pick guys that are like, oh, you had him going in the sixth? We're going to trade up for him. So again, fulfills a need, good player, but just you could have gotten so much more. Then number two, you got the New Orleans Saints with defensive end Peyton Turner. And it seems like Turner's going to be more of a little bit of a developmental guy. And this kind of makes sense if Cameron Jordan's going to be leaving the team soon. But I just thought that there was so many other holes they could have filled. Again, linebacker, wide receiver. Hell, they could have gone corner. Asante Samuel Jr. was sitting right there. There were rumors throughout the day that the Saints wanted to trade up. Maybe it was going to be for one of those corners. But ultimately, they sat there. And they got a guy who, again, could develop into a good player. But... Just in terms of needs, yeah, not seeing it. Number three, you got the Cincinnati Bengals with wide receiver Jamar Chase. Excellent player, but good God, am I afraid for Joe Burrow's soul. I know that they addressed the offensive line a little bit in free agency, and they did last year in the draft, but damn, like, you had Sewell right there. Now, I, I will say this. If they go and get, like, a top offensive tackle in round two, like a guy like Tevin Jenkins, then I won't feel so bad about this, and I'll feel a little bit more comfortable. And I understand the LSU connection between Burrow and Chase, and they could make, make sweet music together as they're just bombing 60-yard touchdowns. But as I've said for weeks now, you can't throw the ball and complete passes if you're always on your back, so... They could shift this. They just need to draft an offensive lineman. Number four, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another example of, I think, a great player in Najee Harris, the running back. But again, there are drastic needs on this team, specifically along the offensive line. And guess what, folks? You can't run or throw the ball if you don't have an offensive line. Did you see that wild card game against the Browns? It didn't go so well. I know some Steelers fans really like this pick, not urinating tree, but some Steelers fans do. And I think that overall, he is a good selection. I just think for him to be the most successful, you have to give him the most support that you possibly can. And that starts with an offensive line. And number five, you got the Denver Broncos. <laughs> That's right, Brandon Perna. Top 10 anime portrayals, they're here. Why? Oh, it's not just because I'm bitter that the Rodgers might go to the Broncos. No, 
totally not that. Another example of great player, but the value didn't make a whole lot of sense. And you would think, wait a minute, Tom, weren't the Cowboys just gonna go get Sertan at 10? So what do you mean the value's not there? He's supposed to be the best CB in the draft. I'm not refuting that. What I'm saying is that they had so many options here, they better pray that Sertan is like unbelievably good because apparently three teams called to trade up with the Broncos and they could have gotten a ton of draft value or they could have gone after a franchise QB anyone in Justin Fields. But instead they decided to stick with Patrick Sertan, who again, I think will be very good in that secondary. And who knows, maybe they're just gearing up for Aaron Rodgers to come there next year. Oh my God, that was disgusting. But in terms of opportunity costs and the amount of draft capital they could have gotten, not a huge fan of the pick. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. What teams do you think had the best night or the worst night? Let me know what you think. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. We will be live once again for night two of the 2021 NFL Draft, rounds two and three, starting at 6.30 Eastern. Hope to see you there. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go.